Today's reading comes from Acts chapter 6, verse 1 to 7. You can find this on page 1036 in the Church Blue Bibles. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men among you from who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented them to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. This is the word of the Lord. So as David said, we're journeying with the early church through a time of change uh, with the Acts of the Apostles. If you'd like to keep your Bibles open at 1036, we're going to be concentrating on that very short reading that we had this morning, just seven verses. Let's pray. Lord, we pray that your word will live for us today in our time of change that we may learn from your people in the early church and that we may be energized with new truth. In Jesus' name, amen. So this reading today uh, follows the chapter that was preached on last week where the apostles were being persecuted as recorded in Acts chapter 5 and some complained about them, about the apostles and others really wanted them put to death. Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was honoured by all of the people, addressed the Sanhedrin and reminded them of the previous trouble that they had been in when they, uh, Thudas and then Judas the Galilean, had been the cause of many deaths because of the claims that they had made about who they were. His speech persuaded them that if they continued to persecute these apostles, then they would end up causing greater trouble. If this thing were of God, then leave it alone. And if it is not, then it will fail. So the apostles made good their escape, which was joyful for them. And of course they rejoiced at their escape. And they preached the message every day in the temple courts. And they never stopped teaching. And they always proclaimed the truth concerning the good news, that Jesus is the Christ, Messiah. So remembering that this, of course, was still in Jerusalem Now, in that day, it says in our reading that the number of disciples was increasing. The Grecian Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because the widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So they were being overlooked. I think you'll have to operate that from the back. This is not working. Thank you. Now we know that the gospel went out and Christ is our example. It's interesting that that cross is very similar to our cross here. So it's nicely related. Our servant king. Service is always at the heart of what we're doing. Service 
is servant king. Jesus came to serve. He washed the disciples' feet. And we are part of the outflowing of all his work. We follow the servant king in all that we do to serve. So service flows out of that. What this passage isn't talking about are the sort of things that we get later on in the letters, which is some are called to be prophets, evangelists, etc., etc. This particular thing is relating to a complaint, as I said before, that the Jews had made because, um, or the Grecian Jews had made, because the Hebraic Jews were overlooking the distribution of food. Now, in the Old Testament, in Exodus 22, we see that central to the commandment to love your neighbor are guidelines for how we can do that. So in Exodus 22, verses 21 to 24, under the heading of social responsibility, we see this. Do not ill-treat an alien or oppress him, for you were aliens in Egypt. Do not take advantage of a widow or an orphan. If you do, they will cry out to me, and I will certainly hear their cry. My anger will be aroused, and I will kill you with a sword. Your wives will become widows, and your children fatherless. So this was um, one example, but a sincere reminder of just what the apostles will have understood about the complaint being made about not looking after widows and orphans in the daily distribution of food. Now, I included the verse about immigrants in the reading from Exodus. The reason for that is that in our modern-day context, in this moment, we face the same issues about what we're doing and how we were showing our Christ love to those in need. We know that when we had the centre here in Whitstable, all the churches gathered together and there was a wonderful response to unaccompanied young people who were coming from pretty well all over the world and needed help. And it was a wonderful opportunity for us to show the kind of love that we are being asked to in this passage of scripture alongside the preaching of the gospel. The church chooses to preach and to serve and kind people are my kind of people, says your God. Widows still exist, as and all across the globe and here in the UK, uh, the news has been full about full of modern-day slavery, which is terrifying in the numbers of used and abused people that we're hearing about across our nation. Many are orphans and have no one to help them. They will, they do cry out to God, and God hears them. We've recently heard on the news about the mistreatment of children. I suppose I have to name one place, which is the Channel Islands, and how the state of Jersey has not really owned up to their part in the historic abuse crisis. These were orphans, many of them now in their 50s and 60s, and they will and they do still cry out to God and he hears them. So in our social responsibility, we must always own up to the wider issues that are going on, not just in our church, but for people across our world, as well as in our nation. Now, in the days when the apostles heard the complaints from the Grecian Jews among them, 
They looked afresh at their situation and they acted swiftly upon it to rectify the then current situation. Looking after the poor and giving justice runs through the Old Testament and it's a thing that's close to the heart of God who is compassionate, merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and mercy. This God has called his church to love mercy, to do justly, and to walk humbly with our God. So back to our problem in hand for the growing church in Acts chapter six. So what is important to God is important to the church. It's to care for those in need, to make sure that the hungry are fed, to look after the immigrants in our land, continue to preach the gospel and remembering not to forget. It would not have been right to stop preaching the gospel and do the work themselves. The apostles were called to preach the gospel and they were the outreach arm of the young church. They needed to be able to continue to grow the church and to disciple those who were being saved. However, they couldn't neglect the complaint. It was at the heart of God the Father to look after those in need. Social responsibility needs must also be met. So they called out seven men who were known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. So I think that's wonderful because it's equal. The preaching of the gospel and social responsibility equally need to be filled with the spirit of the Lord and wisdom. So there's no hierarchical stuff going on. Not one job is more important than the other, but both go together as one, like God is one. It can, he contains both, and this contains both in our ministries. So to be involved in these areas of ministry, we can see that primarily important part of being chosen to work in these areas is the need to be full of the spirit and also to be full of wise thinking. This is explained in some part by what Paul, uh, James says in his letter. In chapter one, verses 22 to 27, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, Listen to what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and immediately after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, will be blessed in what he does. So again, the apostles understood that blessing comes from this kind of freedom. The freedom not to forget, but to remember. The kingdom of God is interposed with exhortations to remember and not to forget to remember. Also, to do it, to do what we're being asked to do. And the result is to be blessed. And the apostles would not have wanted to lose the blessing that they were seeing. The results in terms of the anointing of the Holy Spirit was heavenly upon them. Loads of people were turning to Jesus Christ as Lord, the Messiah, the promised one. And they couldn't afford to lose the anointing power. 
So they really listened when these, when these guys came up to them and said, look, you know, you're overlooking something that really is clear. That's what they'll have heard and understood by that. So they also decided to make sure that the marginalized and the poor among them were completely catered for. But it didn't mean that they should stop preaching the gospel. So they wanted to provide in a way that would be possible for them to continue to do this work of prayer, of discipleship, of uh, learning from God's word with each other, and then also going into the temple and proclaiming the gospel. And of course, many, many were coming to know Jesus as their Messiah, as their savior. Now, in a time of change for us, we should also remember to look after those in need, as well as to preach the gospel. We do uh, help with food bank. We're looking after those in need. When we give food into the container on the concourse, we're not forgetting, but we're remembering. When we contribute to the needs of those who are lonely, who have no one to look after them, widows without children to do that for them, for that caring, we're fulfilling the law of love and we will be blessed. And that's the promise with these things, isn't it? That because it's in God's heart and his will, he will bless us. He will return the blessing. And he did with these apostles because even more came to know the Lord. So it was, it was just wonderful to see that anointing and none of us would ever want to lose that anointing of people coming to know the Lord by missing out on doing what, well, the other thing that God really requires of us, which is serving now, there are many forms of service, but the form of service that we're exhorted to uphold here is one of caring and providing for those in need. Now, I know that many are involved in that kind of caring. In our cell groups, you're involved in caring for one another. And I would exhort you to join a cell group if you don't already belong to one, because a lot of care uh, and concern for members of the group actually works itself out in those smaller places as you meet week by week. So if you're not signed up, have a look at the board out there and think about signing up. The other thing is though, that it might be that you are gonna bring a gift to that cell, which at the moment is missing. And it's as important about what you bring as to what others are gonna be bringing to you. We need to make sure that we continue to preach the gospel and not hinder that aspect of our calling by only concentrating on the needy. It's not an and or. It's a call to service on both levels. So preach the gospel, but always remember those in need. Pray, serve, love, preach the gospel. It's what the church is called to do. James goes on to say this, if anyone considers himself religious and yet he does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. I was out on Tuesday having lunch, birthday lunch, so you were out on the golf course and I was having a birthday lunch. 
and it was really very special. But as I was eating and looking around, I saw lots of people eating, not really thinking about where the next mouthful was coming from because it was right before them. And I really felt the weight of God on me, convicting me that I need to think about those who don't even know where their next piece of bread is coming from in a much greater way. Children all over our world who don't know where their next piece of bread is coming from. And I sense that the Holy Spirit is telling me that I have to wake up and actually really, again, look at what's around me, not just here in this country, but also all over the world. And I'm going to be walking that journey and allowing God to show me what he wants me to do, what more he wants me to do in that area of my life. The apostles found that everyone concerned was pleased with the outcome of choosing seven spirit-filled wise men and gave them complete responsibility to do the job. Do you know that's what God has given each one of us? Complete responsibility to do the job. We need to do that with each other as well. Give others that we allow to, if you like, serve in leadership and in every other way, complete responsibility to do the job that they've been chosen to do, that we see the anointing of the Holy Spirit on them to do. It's always important to let people do the job, to let them get on with it. As long as you've chosen wisely, all will be good. So in a time of change for us, we need to let people get on with the jobs that they've been chosen to do. We need to continue to encourage and pray for each other. We can get with well-doing and that's not good either you ever felt that real tiredness sense of being worn out with always trying to keep up always trying to stretch yourself in every area of life because so much is going on in your own life I would encourage you to take that back to God and to ask him to give you strength again to continue to serve him in his heart of compassion and love and be what God is calling each one of us to be. So all of us who are concerned with serving must never take our eye off the ball and forget to remember what is important to our Father, to preach the gospel, to choose rightly to serve where he calls us to serve, always remembering to look after those in need, whether we can see them in our locality or whether they're closer to home in the heart of our Father, but further away and in need in our world. We are part of the answer. If we respond to the call and uphold those in need, we will be blessed. If I can have the next slide, please, and I'm going to ask Pat Andrea to come out, please. She sent me a prophecy this week. If you could put this mic on for me as well, that would be great. And I've just asked her as part of this to come and read uh, that word. Good morning. <coughs> Speaking to the mic. All oh, right, sorry. Okay. Um, this is a word. I get um, different prophecies from um, Elijah List, um, which brings out prophecies from all over the world and breaking Christian news. And Steve Schultz is the founder and publisher. And this word came from Wendy Alec, who is the co-founder of God TV. <clears throat> yes, folks, there may be fierce battles that are raging in our homes and areas of influence in the nation and across the earth. 
And in these times, we need to know who we are in Christ. This is a most excellent word and vision which Wendy Alec from the UK recently had with the Lord. In it, she sees many asleep on the battlefield, weary of the fight, and God spoke to her an urgent word. Rise up, beloved, Christ Jesus. You are nearly through transition. You are so close. Don't lie down on the battlefield. Now when you are so close to victory, I am your strength, I am your future, I am your purpose, I am your deliverer. You shall surely see my goodness in the land of the living. Your harvest is upon you. This is a word for you, yes you, and whatever you do, don't give up. The gospel went forth in Jerusalem. The word of God spread. God will bless us in our time of change if we hold strongly to his call to uphold his values and to let his spirit make us full and wise. Let's just have a few moments of silence and let God minister that word into our hearts. Thank you, Pat. For the glory of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.